0: Listen, I say, listen. It's the voice of someone shouting,
1: Clear the way through the wilderness for the Lord. Make a straight highway through the wasteland for our God. Fill in the valleys and level the mountains and the hills. Straighten the curves and smooth out the rough places. Then the glory of the Lord will be revealed, and all, all people will see it together. The Lord has I am messengers of good news, shout from the mountaintop, shout it louder, O Jerusalem. Shout it, and do not be afraid. Tell the towns of Judah, your God is coming. So Satan comes and tries to take the word out of your heart, the word of God. If he is successful, he gets your joy, because joy is a product of something that was spoken by God. Because the joy of the Lord is your strength, when you lose your joy, you become weak, you become helpless, unable to overcome. You become an open target for Satan's attacks. So remember what Nehemiah said, The joy of the Lord is your strength. Nehemiah 8, verse 10. God's word produces joy, and joy produces strength. So here we are in the book of John 16, and you now have sorrow, but I will see you again says the Lord and your heart shall rejoice and your joy no man can take away from you. We have seen that if no man can take your joy, neither can Satan. He does not have the legal right to do that unless you give him that right. So let's fill our cups with joy as we feast on the Word of God. You are listening to The Gospel Trail. So this is the uh, first edition of Celebrating the Word, and it's uh, titled Bible Landscape, and that would be a good segue into what you have experienced lately. You've seen the Bible landscape, but uh, we will listen to... Um, should we Should we pray first? Yep, we should pray first, yes. Yeah, yeah. let's uh, collect our mind and get it. That's right. Um,
2: Father, we just thank you that you're real, and you created us in your image to have fellowship with you, and you cared so much for us that when we were separated from you, uh, that you gave your son to come to uh, reestablish that relationship with you. So, Father God, in Jesus' name, we thank you and praise you for this opportunity to share who you are, what your word says, and what it what it what it looks like uh, to walk as a Christian in in today's world. Lord, that we would be your disciples. So I just pray that you would just lead and guide this entire time, uh, that the listeners would hear from you, they would experience you, and they would be uplifted because that's who you are. You are there to encourage us and to correct us and to lift us up. So we thank you for this time. Use this time, Lord. We want to glorify you in all that we do. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Yeah, we're celebrating the Word this next Ten weeks, ten weeks of celebrating the Word, and the word is the Bible, mm-hmm. as well as uh, the word is always also attributed to uh, Jesus Christ as the word and it's not uh not just a Christian term it's uh spelled out in the bible and uh, the title of this is bible landscape, and we'll be listening to a short five minute uh, talk on the Bible landscape. Uh, and by Brother Don, and then uh then we'll be going going from there today. And it's exciting. We're celebrating the word, and if we don't sound excited, we'll be definitely excited by the end of this podcast because you cannot read the word without uh without just being amazed, excited, and uh just his glory fills your heart. Amen. That's so right. Yes. John one one says in the King James Version, in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god and it's just uh how come they p- call the bible the written word you know because that is the message the word that was sent from heaven mm-hmm. to inform us of uh yeah what we have to do to be saved mm. i mean that's uh that's just the basic gospel as uh, any street evangelist or Christian should be able to communicate to someone else. That's right, yep. So let's listen to the Bible landscape here, and then we'll be uh, moving on from there.
0: This is Brother Don, and for 10 days we are celebrating the Bible. So jump with joy, wave your Bible, and light some firecrackers, except where prohibited by law. Today is the first of the 10 days, and the topic is the Bible landscape. While visiting my son several years ago, I enjoyed getting to know a bit about the city of Albuquerque, New Mexico, where he lived. I appreciated his home and his kitten, who really owned the house. We visited an unusual restaurant one day, and on another day we ate Mexican food. By then I thought I knew Albuquerque, but one day we drove up a large mountain that overlooked the city. The twists and turns told me that I was in for a very different view of the city. When we arrived at the top, we could look over to the city sprawled out in front of us, as well as see additional mountains on either side of the vista it was a vivid landscape, revealing the entire city as if from an aircraft. It was obviously a large city, but from the mountaintop it seemed smaller. What made it appear that way was that it was surrounded by desert. It was a city in the middle of a desert, almost like a flower that makes its way through a crack in the sidewalk, to be admired not only for the hard work involved, but also for the vivid contrast with the barren surroundings. The landscape was overwhelming. There is also a landscape of the Bible. If you begin reading the Bible without knowing that landscape, you can learn a lot of things, but it may be difficult to see where they fit when you're finished, and hopefully you're never finished reading the Bible. The experience of many is that they read the first book of the Bible, Genesis, then eagerly move on to the second book, Exodus. After the plagues of Egypt and the miracles early on, the story slows down, as the tabernacle and objects in it are described in detail. These objects have a deep spiritual meaning, but the Bible does not describe that meaning very much you must look for those details elsewhere. But as you hear about the altar, the ark, the incense holder, and other details, it's kind of easy to zone out and give up reading the Bible. When a person has been a Christian for a number of years, they may be able to push themselves through the details of the tabernacle. But the words may be little more than words on a page without outside help. This is part of the landscape of Scripture, a difficult part to see clearly. You can read it and appreciate the periodic miracles and conflicts, and perhaps develop a respect for Moses, who leads the people, but also hears from God the many laws that are written down. The text is punctuated with interesting events, but by the time these come along, many readers have given up. The fact is that they really are not ready for these deeper things, and so they get bored with what they don't understand. I know. I've been there. My goal in this study is that you will begin to see the full landscape of the Bible and see that Moses in the wilderness with the children of Israel is only one part of that landscape. But there are many other parts as well, so we will attempt to describe that landscape by flying over it mentally. We will not cover everything, but hopefully you will go away with a bigger picture of what is between the covers of the book, and that may motivate you to read further. Would you like to hear more about the topics of this week? Join us Monday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 o'clock Central, you can ask questions, make comments, or just listen. The Lord bless you, guide you, and give you peace. Amen.
2: Yeah, he's got a very nice voice, though. But he's
1: that's got it. he's got a voice for that. Mm-hmm. It's a real real good to listen to.
2: Yeah, it it was it was good to.
1: Listen. Yeah, but he talked about well, that's the title of today's podcast: is Bible landscape. You know, a landscape or a broad b- brush or a vista. But what that does is, uh, if you stop and ponder, it ties in events with locations. Mm-hmm. And could you imagine just being in Israel and uh, and just seeing where everything that the Bible speaks about, or a lot of it, is just within sight from a, from the top of a, from the top of a hotel or a high place?
2: Right. Yeah, I was uh, I was privileged to go to Israel. It was on my, uh, you know, um, when I became a Christian and the Lord spoke to me, it's like, I can't wait until I can uh, go to Israel and actually be at the places where my Savior uh, talked and walked, where he was crucified, where he spoke from uh, on the Sea of Galilee, uh, all of those, all of those, all of those places where he called the disciples and, uh, um, and you realize when you get to Israel, Israel is a small country. It's the size of New Jersey. Oh, boy. It's a small country. And I realized, I was looking at the map, and uh, we weren't really that far from Ukraine. Oh, no. no, We were that. not far from U- Ukraine. Ukraine, And then my, my uh, oldest son had just gotten back from Iraq because uh, um, uh, a good friend of his and mine, Fabian Grech, has his family over in Iraq they live there oh boy and they minister to the Muslim and uh, I was talking to him the other day this is kind of getting off from the um, from the landscape of, uh, of, uh, of Israel but when he was in, when he was in Iraq he was listening to this woman uh, who had been threatened uh, to be beheaded because of her faith coming to Jesus Christ mm. beheaded that's what that's what they're dealing with right dealing with right. Uh, dealing with Muslims but uh, going to um, going to Israel and uh, it's a I don't know 14 15 hour flight I think it is it's 5500 miles right from here
1: but one one thing about the area you were talking about like you said uh, you, Ukraine is you know just a stone throw away and uh, as well as England and and and, and during the Bible times, um some of the Bible characters even walked to England mm-hmm. i mean and or walked to those other areas. Everything's within walking distance, literally um some a few more days than others to walk but uh just just think about that all that history is uh right there. I mean we in the united states if you know the only thing i could do is if i walk north i'd be in canada but otherwise you're just walking forever you're in the same uh, same country
2: right we could cover uh, i mean you know I, I got a sense about how far they had to travel by foot right you know how jesus and the in the in the in the and the disciples and uh i uh, started out the trip we were in a, we were in a kibbutz and uh, uh, uh kibbutzes are um the jewish commune uh uh designation where it's a it's a it's a group of people that get together it starts with a group of it's it's normally from uh from 300 to 1000 people in a so, kibbutz
1: so it's a so it's a gathering or not a not necessarily a, a structure or- No no it's a
2: gathering because they have uh they actually um have uh fences and walls and things around it the right. kibbutz, you know, so you can't just come and go. I mean, you you can't visit that unless they're 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 selling something or whatever. But the whole idea is that it it starts out with families. Families getting together and uh they decide uh, what they do is they open up to the rest of the population in Israel. They open up and say, you know, we need a we need a carpenter, we need an architect, we need a an agriculturalist, we need you know, uh, to uh, so that they can be self sufficient in themselves. That's oh, yeah. Kind of, that's kind of a that's kind of redundant, isn't it? Selfish, self sufficient in themselves. Yeah, that's a little bit redundant. <laughs>
1: yeah, good idea though.
2: <laughs> yeah, but that's, yeah. So most of the kibbutzes are three hundred to a thousand, and there are two that are like four thousand five hundred people, hmm. and that's one north of uh, Tel Aviv and one in Haifa, Haifa, Israel. But the first place we stayed. After we landed in Tel Aviv, we went to um the Sea of Galilee, and so we went to the Sea of Galilee and stayed in a kibbutz that was right on the on the Sea of Galilee right we could look out the uh the the picture window from where we would uh, where we would eat we could walk down to the Sea of Galilee and the Sea of Galilee is fourteen miles long i mean it 's not like i mean we have yeah i'm i 'm trying to think of um The big lake, uh, the big lake in uh, uh, northwest of here, Uh, Malax Lake. Malax. You know, I think about the size of some of our lakes, and uh, so um, we, you know, we went there, and and the following morning, and it was a kibbutz. That was what they did: is they rented out rooms and provided that service for people to uh, to stay and Hmm. uh, and to uh, encounter the the Sea of Galilee. And so the first day out, we had to get up very early in the morning because we were going to go for a boat ride on the Sea of Galilee. So we only had a group of like eight people. And uh, it started out two and a half years ago. The plan for this trip was two and a half years ago. So we've been waiting to go to Hmm. Israel for the two and a half years. And uh, originally there were 22 people, and it got down to, to eight people. So we get to the um, uh, we get to the boat in the morning, like seven o'clock in the morning, and we're uh, and we get on board and uh, we start going out into the into the the Sea of Galilee, and uh, I could feel the presence of the Lord just kind of overwhelm me because I I realized that He was there, that He actually preached from a boat. Wow, you know, on the sea. And uh, one of the uh, one of the people on board the ship uh, on, on, bo- on, on, on board the boat that were uh, that took us out there, he reenacted throwing the nets over the side as Jesus instructed oh, the wow. disciples to do, and 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 um, so we we've got a video of that, so we could see how it was because it isn't your typical nets, you know, you just. I, I wish I wish we could do a video. I'll have to get some pictures.
1: Yeah. That would you know, be pictures awesome. to
2: show that. And so that started out and that just kinda that just kinda took me away. Do you you know what I mean? It's like where you where you are, where Jesus was and you can feel his presence and the things that you read about in the Bible is like we were there. I was there and I was experiencing I was a I was experiencing that. And it and it just forever changes you and it's like I mean, I'm just shaking my head as I'm look. I'm looking at yeah.
1: That that reminds me of that song. Were you there when they crucified? Oh, stop it! Oh, I mean, you know, were 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 you there where, you know, John the Baptist was beheaded? I mean, yeah. I mean, there's so much, so much that went on there.
2: Yeah, and we went, uh, um, we went to um, uh, the Jordan River, and uh, another man in the group, Mike, and I. Were baptized, rebaptized in the Jordan River, where Jesus was baptized, where John the Baptist had That's been right. baptizing, and it's kind of funny because uh, we, because there was only two of us who were going to get rebaptized or wanted to get baptized in the Jordan River, and so we were added on to this other church uh, that was uh, doing. I think they must have had about a dozen people being baptized, and our tour guide. Uh, uh, made it possible for us to just join in the back of that, uh, in the back of that, and uh, and it was uh, wonderful because, of course, uh, guess who the, the the pastor? I wrote down his name too. It was Dean Dean Johnson, and he was from um, he was of course Baptist.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, he down was there baptizing. Yes, uh, boy, you can't get any better,
2: Pastor than that. Dean Johnson from Flat Creek Baptist Church. Yep. Yeah. And this is what I wrote. I was very emotional as I realized that Jesus was baptized here. Mike and I, the other person that was baptized, were floating for quite a while after that, after that happened to be uh, when we were when we were in the water and it was like, you know, do you believe have you have you chosen Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and then baptized us in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost? And uh, um there was a woman that was with him doing that, and they were saying, uh, "Well, it's uh, uh, you know, it's kind of cool. The water is kind of cool." And I thought, "No, this is not cool. This is warm <laughs> compared to Lake Superior." There you go, <laughs> you know. So uh yep. so that's that kind of set the that kind of set the tone. Being on the Sea of Galilee. Yeah,
1: from the Sea of Superior to the Sea of Galilee. Mm-hmm. That yeah. that is a. So you can picture
2: all the stuff that you read. Uh, since I've been back to church, uh, listening to the sermons and stuff, and listening to it, I'll just break down and cry. That's right, because it's like, yes, this happened, and and uh, and and he died, and he rose. You know, going to the going to the the uh, we we went to um, uh, Capernaum. That was probably one of the one of the early highlights too, and that's uh, they call that the, the city of Jesus. You know, the town mm-hmm. of Jesus. And uh that's where he called his first four disciples was right there. And we got to see Peter's house from thousands of years ago. Wow. They excavated and they yep. said this is where Peter's house was and the synagogue where the remains of the synagogue were Jesus taught. And um um we we just sat there because of realizing I mean I'm gonna cry. I mean we just sat there and realized that this is where he taught, this is where he said, come follow me, you know, and it was just off the sea of Galilee. We went down to the, there's, there's a church down there and, uh, uh part of the rock that Jesus says, and upon this rock, I will build my church. Mm. We right. were there and right. it actually said there was a sign on the rock that was outside the church that said, this is holy ground. I'll never forget that that's a sign that that was that was erected that said this is holy ground and the rest of the rock is inside this church so we hmm. uh we took our uh, our socks and our sand, our shoes off and we actually went into the Sea of Galilee there and uh, and um uh, that was uh, just at the beginning because we had to we really had to pause because you just get overwhelmed right because uh,
1: and that that rock you speak of—that's like, uh, yeah, under the surface. But it's it's much like our area. We have these glacier exactly um, pushes of huge amount of rock. Uh, a lot of people don't have basements because they if they they'd have to dig through oh, yeah. rock to get to them. I used to get a picture of you know upon this rock you know and he's pointing to a a boulder sitting there on the corner that you know if you stood on it you'd start wobbling, mm-hmm. but his church does not wobble it and does not right. shake right. it is on the rock and it's a solid rock that just yes. it's it's not just one inside it's inside the church it's outside the church it's 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 uh, huge and it's under us all and it's it's where jesus is building his church
2: that's right and it is unmo- immovable. it is unshakable unshakable you know i could no. i could picture you know i could picture peter walking on water i mean i mean you just You think about this on the Sea of Galilee. That that is
1: the Bible landscape. I I mean, that is you lived it. I mean, that. Oh, I'm jealous. I I get. You're going to get there. uh, Oh, we'll get there. We'll get there. I can feel it. I can feel it. Yeah.
2: So the landscape. You realize uh, one of the things you realize. Rock desert. You know, uh, um, and and you wonder how. You you wonder how. Uh, they were able to survive, but God provided and uh, made the ground fertile, and um, the Israeli people are growing food everywhere. And all you see is this rock, and I found out on the, on the trip that actually the basaltic rock, just as like what we have in northern Minnesota, you know, mm-hmm. it uh, was formed by volcanoes. And what they actually do in Israel is they take that rock and they grind it up, and they
1: make fertilizer out of it. Oh boy! And I had never heard of that <laughs> ever before. Yeah, who, that who, they... who would think of that? I mean, that must have been, you know, God saying, "Let there be fertilizer." I mean, I exactly. mean, giving that that inspiration to somebody to well, why don't you just try grinding up some of this, yeah. rock? Well, and like, putting it on your uh, on your crops. Yeah, it's like God giving Noah the directions for building
2: a. A boat, that's a right. large ship that's that right. was never built that's before, right. it was never, and it was intricately designed and and told. And that's the feeling yeah. that I had and that's, too. That's
1: it? the fruit of that area, the inspiration of God. Yeah, it I is. mean, people are listening to God, and and that place has been blessed. I mean, has been blessed. I mean, even if God was not there, His blessing is still there, and. You can see it. You can see it growing. But God is there. God is where his people are. That's right. And that is his church. That's exactly right.
2: Um, Yeah, I was thinking about all the the produce and stuff. I was telling uh, Kevin earlier about the size of the pomegranates. Oh, boy. Yep, uh, yep. Because they actually have a pomegranate press, you know, like you do for orange juice. They have this huge—I was going to bring it back just as a joke because our pomegranates are like nickel size here compared to the basketball <laughs> yep. size. No, I mean I'm really excited. Well, you, you
1: got me thinking though now. I'm going to have to build a press and get yeah. some pomegranates cuz that that sounds delicious.
2: Yeah, we had fresh pomegranate on the on the on the deloroso. We had fresh pomegranate juice. Mm. It was uh, $3 for a, a a fresh uh thing of of the juice. But you realize, you know, um Jerusalem and you know, I mean we went I guess over the next few weeks maybe I'll be sharing some more things about oh, all certainly certainly but um uh but Jerusalem is so fascinating you know I mean you read about the Kid- the, the Kidron Valley and stuff you know and I w- we could see the Kid- Kidron Valley from the Garden of Gethsemane and what was great about the Garden of Gethsemane is cuz it's it's still original it hasn't been it hasn't been what can I say um uh Touristized, you know. I mean, there's, there's, there's the the trees. The uh, some of those olive trees are, are a couple thousand years old. Oh boy, two or three thousand years old, you know. And when you're looking uh, there across to Jerusalem and across the Kidron Valley, there's all these um, this massive cemetery because the Jewish people are all buried, right, right. and the cemetery was three thousand
1: years old. Wow. I mean, it's unfathomable. You, you think and, about that. And you think of how many people or who sat under that olive tree to get shade and rest.
2: Exactly. Yeah, exactly, you know,
1: because they're they're traveling and, and in those days it was a trail. Yes. I mean, they didn't have highways and byways no. until the, the Romans tried to do that, but most traffic was, you know, pack up the donkey and let's go. That's right. And yeah. that's why they were narrow. That's why uh the via della Rosa is a narrow rocky thing because that was the trail up to the
2: yeah it's yeah it's a it's a half mile long and they yep. had the fourteen stations of stations of the cross and uh we were in the upper room oh i I'm gonna lose it because you think about where he had his last supper you know we were in the upper room and um uh one thing I wanted to say about uh um uh, I don't know, because I could go on and on and on, because we went to Bethlehem uh, to the Church of the Nativity. And we met a guy um, that was, uh, 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 he belonged to the Catholic Church that was there, a a young man who just loved the Lord. Um, What was his name? Edmund. Yeah, Edmund was his name. A young man, and all of his family had moved to Michigan the last couple of years because of covid uh, the tourist trade went down so far that they couldn't survive. They mm. just, but he has determined that he was going to stay there. And so he grew up uh, in Bethlehem. I mean, he grew up in that neighborhood where the Shepherd of the Hills were right, and all right. that stuff. So he, he could talk about all this because he said, this was my playground. This is where I grew up. And he's committed to make sure that the church just doesn't become a tourist attraction the church no. of the nativity
1: yep, that yep. it is
2: a church that is glorifying god and uh and he says and this is this was a story that he said he said every december every year december 24th 25th and 26th there is a star that appears in the sky shining over bethlehem every year wow. on the 24th 25th and 26th of december and so when you when we hear about the star that the shepherds followed um, uh, to bring them to Bethlehem—it's still happening. You know, the, the area has been built up around that, but it's still it's still right. happening. Right. And so, uh, and he was uh, he was just exuberant as he was sharing that. He said, you know, he said uh, during during the, the Christmas season or the season coming up, he said people will wait six hours in line to get to. Uh, um,
1: uh, the birthplace of, uh, of of Jesus in the church and the nativity. So yeah, I, th- I think think uh, you know we as Christians or we just we as people we get so wrapped up in church on Sunday. You you have to dress a certain way. You you know and some do, some don't, and then they complain about each other. You know all the daily things we go through, and then some of us have to live in a city. And when you were talking about that sometime we just have to get out of that. We have to get out of the city. We have to get out of our own thinking spot. We have to just clear our minds, take a deep breath, but get away from the city. And if, if you are on the gospel trail in the wilderness, the literal wilderness, you can see those stars. You will see the star. <laughs> yeah, I go back to where he always says, Be still. And know that
2: I am God. That's right. You know, so we, especially in America,
1: well, it's like it's like tuning in a radio to a station. I mean, how many times you've almost gone in the ditch trying to trying to get something on the AM or FM while driving? You know, it, and then the station sort of fades and comes back, and you're trying to adjust it. I think I think that that's that's our lives today, right? You know, with with uh, social media. I mean. Your your wrist starts vibrating. Oh you got a gosh. message. You look at your phone. It doesn't come on your wrist watch when you pick up your phone. So you're wondering why is this? Why is this doing that? And it's it's everywhere. The noise, the static, the interference. We have to tune into God, and that was exactly what you did. It's called a pilgrimage. Yeah. Is is just go and just absorb the landscape, the right. b- the biblical landscape. We have stories of that here, in in. I'm sure we all have three, four, five copies of the Word. That's right. But now is time to revitalize that, celebrate the Word, set apart a special day in your life to uh, to remove the debris, to tune in the radio, you know, to tune in and hear God. Yeah, because He's saying, "I'm here all
2: the time," and uh, me realizing, as I even share with a with a man in the jail, is that. We were created for God's purpose to have fellowship with Him. We are created in His image to have fellowship with Him. So as you were saying, Kevin, I was just getting into the Spirit with that is like we need to quiet ourselves because He wants to talk to us. Here's the devotion that I wrote, I mean, after I I I, I, I journaled a couple of days here, and the first day is devotion. Uh this is what I said, I have to learn. That the aim in my life is God's, not my own. My aim is God. Not my own. Not my own. That just just impacted me, uh, you know, um, because during the trip, he would say to me, he would say to me is, I'm showing you all this so you can keep telling people about me and realize that I was here and I am alive. I am alive. That's what that's that's the message I kept going. I am alive. That's right. That's what we sang at, that's what I sang at the jail this uh, this Tuesday. He's alive, he's alive, he's alive, and I'm forgiven. Heaven's gates are open wide, because he is alive.
1: He is alive. The,
2: the, the whole tomb and rolling the, the stone, uh, you know, I realized that being there, rolling the stone away wasn't, I mean, Jesus could ascend, he could go through walls, he could go through rock, any of that. That was just meant for people to see that he wasn't there anymore. That's why it was That's rolled right. away. It, it became, was rolled away. It became so clear to me, right. and uh, and and realize realizing too is that there's nothing we can add to what he's done. He, we are complete. The job he is finished. He is finished, and he says, "Go and share what you've learned. Share on the gospel trail." The truth about who he is, because that's he's right. alive, and I'm excited just right now. It's like he's that's, alive. That's all I can think he about. He is alive. Now. I he's mean, alive.
1: And then, and this uh, John one one, yeah, just just says it all. Mm-hmm. It does. And, and I, it, it turned out to be more of a debate than than a discussion. But uh, you know, the other person says, "Well, that's a problem verse," and I says, "Why is it a problem? <laughs> because it's not in their Bible." Wow. In the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through Him, and nothing was created except through Him. And the Him we're talking about is the Word. The Word gave life to everything that was created, oh. and His life brought light to everyone the light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it and then the next verse says and then god sent a man mm. i mean god sent us to tell about the light so that everyone might believe because of his testimony hallelujah yes 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 i do not see a problem with those verses uh no it it's clear It is clear. It is written. It is the Word. And we can celebrate the Word every day. Right. Every day. It doesn't have to be a 10-day thing, a 10-week thing. It doesn't have to be just on Sunday. I think we should be in a mode of celebration just 24-7. But we have to tune in. I mean, you you tune in the radio to something that, hey, that's nice music, and then you start dancing. Mm -hmm. Well, how about tuning in to God a little bit and that'll add a hop to your step. That'll 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 add a little light to your uh, cup in the morning. I mean, the joy of the Lord is our strength. I choose joy. Amen.
2: Yeah, it's really true, Kevin. Like you're saying, it's like every day. It's what are we going to focus on? Uh, like like I was uh, saying, what the Lord ta- uh, spoke to me is like my aim is God's aim. Whatever God right. is That's doing, right. I'm about what He is doing. And he said, "I will give you all that you need to accomplish what I've called you to do. I am with you, I will never leave you. I knew you in the womb. I knew you before, like it's like like, right. like it said in what you were saying in the beginning, he was there in the beginning. That's he right. was there before anything else, and it's so clear, and we
1: can rest assured with that is that and that's right, and that's how we can focus. That's right. You know, I believe in separation of God and state. Get that state out of my church. That's
2: right. Yeah.
1: And that's what that was designed for. Mm-hmm. Get that interference out of my mind. Get that interference out of my focus. You know, let, let everything that has breath praise, the, praise Lord. the Lord. Yeah.
2: Because it all becomes a distraction. That's right. Everything you know, it gets real clear. That's it's, why it's I not love et- It's this not eternal.
1: It's not eternal, and in the beginning, the word already existed. Yes, and we can be with that same word. That's it. It's bigger. How do you have? Um, you got to listen to the, the the last podcast on. Uh, it's called a Monday night discussion. I've got a little clip in there of this scientist in a debate, and the and and the. The debater actually brought up how many angels can you get on ahead of a pin, and, <laughs> and I'm saying just tune that out. I yeah. mean that's just noise off in the corner. Exactly. You know what about this? What about that? You know, and he he just came out and gave a uh, gave a five minute explanation on the Trinity and the universe and how can matter and time exist? How can how can time exist? I mean, how can matter exist if you don't have any time to create it? so it all had to have been created at the same time by something that's bigger than the universe, something yeah, that yes. can hold everything in its hands that's right intelligence yes Designed our God intelligence yes our God I mean it just doesn't happen that no. it it was that was an awesome little discussion. Yeah, I'm going to have to listen to that and it's like,
2: when you said that awesome, you know, it's like, I remember our song we used to sing. Our God it's is an, an awesome God. God. He, he reigns, reigns from, from heaven and earth. Wow. I mean, that's, uh, he is awesome. That's, he is awesome. I mean, that's what I realized I, uh, being in Israel is how he provided out of rock and desert food and a living and has protected those people for ever since the beginning. Generations. Prote- generations. Yeah. yeah. Um uh, all the wars, and they're always prepared. Israel is always prepared, twenty-four hours a day, uh, from attack, because this little country and that, and that hasn't stopped. That hasn't. It's continuous. There, you know, uh, all the major cities, all the cities have are in between the buildings that are built are bomb shelters everywhere. Bomb shelters wow. everywhere because they have to. See, that's
1: uh, that's I think the dividing line of civilization. We think we're in civilization, but history shows and this is in Scotland this is in mm-hmm. in in Israel this is in the United States I mean who was here before the uh before the native Americans mm-hmm. were there other natives before them mm-hmm. well of course there was yeah. you know they they came over um they came over the ice where where uh Russia meets meets uh Alaska Alaska they walked over that so, but then like I guess back to what I was getting at in uh, history and what divides civilization from them, it it was, you know why do they have so many castles in in Scotland? Mm-hmm. because that's how you got your land. you went over and you <laughs> conquered the next amount, you know, you shot them, you blew them up, whatever or or they wouldn't comply, but you're taking over this area right And then that happens, and you can see that with all the different, things in Israel built up one atop top the other. Oh yeah. One group takes over. We've got this, you know, God's on our side. We built we build a, a temple. Okay, so that temple fell down. There's right. another temple on top of that, you know, and then there's still contention today about those areas. Oh yeah, they're 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 highly contentious.
2: And I remember you telling the stories about those layers and now you know now I can reflect because we went to an area which showed the various levels of where, because of the various wars and the takeovers right. that it, had that it happened. And you see the wall that, that's built around Jerusalem. You can see the wall built around Jerusalem right. to protect the people of Jerusalem. And uh, it's interesting because there are four groups um, that Jerusalem is divided into. Right there's the um, Armenian quarter. There's the Jewish quarter. There's the Christian quarter, and there's the Muslim quarter, and they're all right. there. You know, we we couldn't get close to the Dome of the Rock. We couldn't. Right. We um uh. It wasn't safe, and there uh, they have oh so many safeguards in that. But it's like um, you realize all the wars that have been fought and. Uh, over this tiny piece
1: of land, right? And how God from rock, well, of course, well, like like right. Russia and Ukraine today. I mean, exactly. that just doesn't happen. But it is, and and that's how it happened over and over and over again. But but like you said, all those ethnic groups, you know, the, that you just discussed, living this quarter, that quarter. I mean, it's fine that. I mean, in the United States here, I've seen. Finnish speaking churches on one corner and exactly. swedish speaking churches on the other corner, but the the good news is they're not trying to take over the the whole land by force and making it their church it's It's people getting together and worshiping that's right a common god yeah, we don't realize how fortunate it is it doesn't matter about the debate of who had what and where um God is now. God is here today. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and like you said, we can celebrate on a daily basis. We can celebrate. That's it. Yeah. I, yep. mean, I
2: mean, just starting this discussion. This always happens. You know that, Kevin. It does. It Every does. Every time we discuss, because we get back to God is. God is. I mean... God is everything you need. All you listeners out there, he's real. He wants to fellowship with you. He sent his son to die, to be crucified I was, the the area where he was crucified, Uh, uh, he was crucified for us, and we can live free in him and have that relationship that he wanted right from the beginning. We can celebrate every day, but we have to get rid of the distractions, just like you were saying, Kevin. That's right. You know, and uh, some of them are self-imposed distractions, some are because we're always being... Because there's a battle well, well, somebody's going. Somebody's
1: trying to conquer. Well, I mean, there's a battle it, going in, on in ways. Yeah. I want this part of your mind. I want this part of your 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 daily activity. I want this part of your income. I mean, it's 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 all trying to conquer, and uh, that's the big thing with the uh, with the devil. Um, he started it: divide and conquer. You know, separate us from God, separate us from our loved ones, and. Uh, through that you can conquer that's but right. united we stand yeah and it's like now god god my wife and and i make a strong family
2: yeah a 3 cord strand that's right it's not easily broken
1: not it's, easily broken it says it's not easily broken which means yes it could be but right it's usually because we let one go
2: that's right we have to keep our focus here again it's like the word that he told me my aim is god's aim my aim, my whole existence, is to glorify Him and tell people about Him and introduce them to the truth. And the Word is the truth. The Word is the truth. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father, and that's that's you know uh, you know I realize that more and more. And then to see where He walked and where He taught, and to know the distances. You know about uh, traveling. Uh, you know they traveled from one area to the other. You know I, I wish we would have stopped in Jericho. You know we just kind of drove by Jericho because my oldest son Joel was telling me about in Jericho they have the wall where Rahab lowered. Uh, oh yeah, lowered the lowered the person. I don't know why. Yeah, that wasn't on our itinerary. But there's just so much. Right. There's so much that happened. There is so much in so many. And you can read about places. it
1: in the Bible. That's right. I mean, just read about it. Yeah. That's why they call it the Word, right? And,
2: and they're and are and historically proven. They've they're you know, I mean you know we went to where the Dead Sea Scrolls were found. Hmm. You know, went to the museum and uh, saw some remains of the Dead Sea Scrolls and things. So there's there's just more more to share. But realizing the landscape, God has blessed Israel unbelievably. Blessed them. And giving them the intelligence, just like grinding up the basaltic rock to make fertilizer, how to grow in such a country like that. You know, That's I mean, you go everywhere. Right? It's rock and stone. Right. And sand. <laughs> yeah. You know, and sand. So and what are you like, going
1: to do? Mix that up? I mean.
2: <laughs> yeah. And, and, and they learn things about my kids irrigation.
1: Were, my kids, with uh, we had some... Construction in the backyard and stuff, but... uh, Construction, not destruction. But, yeah, but the kids then, um, now grandkids, I mean, they'll take that rock and that stone and uh, put it together, and and what do you got? (laughs) A mess. (laughs) But but if God is in it, and he will make something beautiful...
2: That's right. ...out of
1: what you have.
2: And what he wants... Even as he told throughout the Old Testament and telling his people, tell your children, share those stories, share those stories. We have stories, all of us. God has a story um, in the beginning, and he he starts in the first book of the Bible, and we go right to the end, and it's like, yeah, a revelation. I stand at the door and knock. Are you going to let me in? Because he's always knocking. Uh, but the idea that uh, he's pursuing us because he loves us—he he created us for himself.
1: Yeah, the gospel trail is not the light. Uh, we are simply a witness to tell about the light.
2: Mm-hmm. So, as we as parents and uh, and people that are involved with other groups, we need to tell the stories. We need to tell the
1: truth of what the Word says. Write down. Write down those stories. Write down the stories and celebrate. And celebrate. Celebrate what those stories
2: and the impact they've had on each of our families. I mean, we've told some That's of our right. stories. You
1: don't, you don't have to wait to, for a holiday or a, no. a feast or this or that. Um, we can celebrate. Yeah. I mean, if you want to involve food, let's—I <laughs> let's. let's I remember one pastor like that because uh, everything everything uh, they did, they had a meal— <laughs> At the church and uh, and celebrate, mm-hmm. you know, let's celebrate the word of God.
2: Right. And that's like he says, you know, when you get up, just uh, uh, start telling your stories. Mm-hmm. Tell them about me. It's so simple. Tell them about me. Well, I'm
1: totally blessed just thinking about the landscape and there's more stories well, that, is, that I'll and, share and about then, Israel. And what uh, Don shared there in the beginning, that was that was awesome. I mean, that was a broadscape, landscape, um, broad brush vista that just uh, was the right time for that because mm-hmm. of what we had to offer with that. And your trip and everything, it just tied everything right in. And I think God has something to do with that. Yep, he does.
2: And, uh, um, and I became engaged uh, on the trip uh, because I, I was seeking the Lord. It's like, yeah, you should propose tour in Jerusalem, that's what he told me. And I didn't tell anybody I was going to do this. And um, the week before we were supposed to go, because Pam had cellulitis, she had this awful thing happen to her ankle where it was like, we did not know if she was going to be able to go. Wow. And then we say, here, you know what I'm going to say, but God. Right but God, because God is the one that puts things together for his purposes. So we met with doctors four times the Mm -hmm. week before we were supposed to go. And her doctor, her main doctor, kept saying, well, we're not going to rule out you going. We're not going to rule out you going. And so on Friday, 48 hours before we had to leave, um, I had told her the night before, I said, the Lord said, Uh, bring a uh, wheelchair with you can wheel you can wheel her around that oh yeah so she shared with the the doctor uh, with the doctor that and he said anyone that would be willing i'm gonna cry anybody that be willing to do that really wants you to be there and you need to go so i'm saying go so that was the go-ahead that was on friday afternoon before we were uh, uh we were to go and i had ordered a ring that uh didn't come in time, of course. Oh, of course. Yeah. But God.
1: Yep. But God. Had to have been. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but God. They yeah, were because, short on diamonds that yeah, week, yeah, right? Yeah. Because the enemy.
2: <laughs> yeah. The enemy wants to steal our joy. He does. He does. In, in
1: his plans. But what uh, could possibly go wrong? Yeah. Right. What could possibly go <laughs> but wrong? what possibility can go right? It's not a possibility. It's a sure thing. Exactly. Yeah. God. Trust is good. in God. Yep. Trust and obey. Trust and obey. He is trustworthy, and he is
2: my aim. I'm coming. I'm coming back, realizing I w- that I am with him here, and I was with him where he he did, where he traveled, and where he shared, and where he called his disciples. And now I understand it. Come, come, follow me. That's right. Because I was there. I can. I mean, that's just coming to me right now, Kevin. Yeah. yeah. Realizing it's like, come. He says, come and follow me come and follow me? And that's 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 the only question that we have to answer. That, are we going to come and follow him? And
1: that was his message. That's right. It's not complicated. It's not uh, unreasonable. There's no hidden messages there. No. None. There are no hidden no. messages. He says, I have
2: come to bring you life. Life. Are you going to choose life? Are you going to choose light? Or are you going to choose darkness? You know, I think about those verses. I can go on and on, but it's like, he came to give us life and right. life more abundantly
1: it says the word gave life to everything that was created everything. and we are created everything everything and the life brought light in his life see he he gave us life but his life brought light to everyone yes. and this is this light is what we bring to you in our testimonies that's right in our stories so everywhere we go, we
2: should be bringing forth the light of him. That's right. And light attracts, you know. Oh, yeah. Light attracts. Light attracts. Wow. Yeah. I'm blessed. I I'm, am blessed. Too. I'm so thankful to be back and sharing with uh, you people. Please contact us. What's the telephone number or the, the prayer request? Any of that? Uh,
1: the prayer line, just to get a message. A text yes. line, I call it. 218 Otherwise uh we meet on Monday nights 6 p.m. central time and uh just download the free conference call on your device your computer and uh click on join and there it'll ask you to put in your name and then uh the meeting ID is pgn papa gulf nancy november november excuse me i've been out of the <laughs> navy for a while I'm sorry. <laughs> That's great. So do you want to you want to end in prayer? Kevin would you?
2: Yes Lord. yeah let's pray this because I'm
1: yeah let's do that. Yes Lord. Uh, Lord we thank you for for your word that gave life to everything and we can feel that life, we can feel that light shining in the darkness upon us and it gives us peace and that is our prayer for everyone listening in Jesus name. Amen, amen, amen. Of cheese curds here, <laughs> and that's all I ate all day. You know, was cheese curds? Because I, yeah, because Liz is teaching, and and I don't get that. Uh, she doesn't mother me. Then you know, like feed me or something. Yeah, feed me. <laughs> so I'm hungry. So had cheese curds on here, and then I, my all of a sudden my legs wet. You know, and it's a dog head drooling. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Can't believe that because she's right here. She
1: just sneaks in and, and all there. of a sudden my legs wet and it means uh she's hungry or she's not hungry. She just wants some of my look cheese at her. curds. Yeah. Look there. <laughs> she just looks. She just wants. Look at that attention. So Friday she's gonna go get a bath and her nails done.
2: Yeah, you need your nail nails done, don't you? Yeah. You sure do. Look at.
1: it. And we haven't been outside a while. It was deer hunting season. And she's the wrong color. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I have a vest for her to wear. Red vest with a Do you really? reflective white stripe on it. Oh, that's great. But, uh. Yeah, you got to protect protect your animals. But. But anyway, we'd go start out for a walk, and uh, she'd hear one shot off in the distance, and it she just bolts for the house. She wants right back in. Yeah, it's just like uh, the thunder or fireworks. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I understand <laughs> the dog thing. So we haven't been out for a while. I think we got to get out. more <laughs> Yeah,
2: I think you need to get out more often, Kevin. I can tell. Oh, let's see.
1: Gospel Network is an intergenerational Christ-centered not-for-profit internet mission church. A network of believers from many different backgrounds who are passionate about reaching out to others. Your Voice in the Wilderness, a church online since 98, now known as pgn.church, operates 100% on your tax-deductible donations.